have a lot in common, some really similar experiences, and some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Oh, do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? Why are we talking to microphones right now i know it's really foreign for both of us yeah this is certainly a practice in um getting us out of our comfort zones i think uh neither of us are comfortable with spotlight we're both um behind the scenes making things happen people yep so i know for me it's really uncomfortable to think about putting all my opinions and thoughts and ideas out there uh unedited mm-hmm. to a degree yeah oh no we're not editing this podcast mm-hmm. that's just everything you say can just <laughs> might just float out there and come <laughs> back to haunt you one day no but like yeah i agree like i can't stand the idea of being seen <laughs> uh-huh. but i'm a little more comfortable being heard <laughs> but we're doing this because we're like let's let's allow ourselves to be heard not necessarily seen but heard (laughs) that and also i think that one of the great things about our friendship is that we push each other in -hmm. certain ways Mm -hmm. and we um say a lot of truth yeah uh you especially push me in really uh interesting ways which i think is good good Uh uh-huh i'm glad i can do that for you sometimes i have to remind myself that or like to argue with you yeah which is also not a thing i'm you have i think brought out not even brought <laughs> out you've pointed out that i lean into a little more confrontation oh recently which shocked me but then i the more i thought about it yes with my personal relationships i am more comfortable Yeah, I would say in your personal relationships, you're an Enneagram (laughs) nine wing eight. (laughs) I know. At work, my wing is a hard one, but. I know that, but I think you got two wings. Yeah, I do. I agree. No, Uh I think you're right. And um, that's been hard for me to like come to grips with because I like, like to think of myself as so agreeable. And it's not that I'm not agreeable. I think it's just I love to play the other side of the coin. Mm hmm. Just for provoking that, that provocation. (laughs) Yeah, and I also think you're, like, I think there's a small part of you that's also just, like, entertained by it all. Oh, 100%. Yes. (laughs) It's just kind of like, well, what if I say this and she does this? I'm going to be entertained. Yeah. I mean, Uh I think, like, like you're saying, pushing each other. I wouldn't push someone that I didn't actually care what the results ended up being. I wouldn't question you or suggest a different thinking for the hell of it but because i can see a perspective you can't it's okay to put that out there for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and it's good for me to like because i like to take in so many different sides and i think i'm always kind of 
worrying that I'm not seeing the full picture. Mm. Like having an opinion that can sometimes be so different from my own or like that perspective can be super helpful and it makes me more confident in the decision that I make because I know I've thought like more broadly about it. Which is something you prioritize, being thoughtful. Yep. And working through all the scenarios. Being intentional. And I'm not (laughs) as thoughtful in that way. (laughs) I like a plan, but the things I plan are outrageous. Like my life plan, non-existent. Yeah. Future goals, fuck that. How I'm going to pack in six months (laughs) for a wedding? Excel spreadsheet. 100%. (laughs) Outfits have been ordered. They will be returned. They will be tried on. I will get the selfies. They will either make it onto the Excel spreadsheet or they will not. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really prioritize what I plan and think about in a weird way. And I'm aware of that. (laughs) Well, and I feel like you're the one who made this podcast happen because if I remember correctly, like... You and I would just like talk about how much we loved bread a lot, but um, <laughs> we think, really love bread, guys. We love it so much. Um, but I think we were sitting in a craft brood, uh, probably knowing us uh, over a double order of pretzels, double and beer cheese. You're like, I, I, I ordered pretzels. Cool, I did as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I think we started talking about just how we should talk about bread more. And I think if I, if memory serves me right, maybe I can go back and look at this. I think I proposed a bread podcast to you while you were in Montana. No. Yeah. And then when you came back, I was like, so bread podcast? <laughs> but I feel like I remember having that conversation like in person on a we patio. Did. We like made it really official. I'm going to look this up right Did now. Did you post about it? No. <laughs> that's the beauty of being able to search your text messages. Oh, that's true. I don't know how many times I... I've typed bread podcast, but we'll find out. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I know that when I got back from Nashville was when we were like, we're doing this. Yeah. And we had that, like, and we were again at Craft Brewed over pretzels. Oh. September 4th, 2020. I was in Montana. <laughs> Uh, which was a day after I got a, listen to this, folks, a you up text from you, <laughs> to which I responded, I'm not a booty call. And you said, but can you be a FaceTime call? And that moment, oh. you were really going through some things, uh-huh. um, which we must have talked about on that FaceTime call, because then the call happened. The next morning, 9.58 a.m., I think we actually start the Bitching Over Bread podcast. (laughs) And you were like, yeah? I was like, we can't be the only ones who love bread. (laughs) So if you're listening right now, I hope it's because you love bread and not us because you don't know us. No, you don't know us And you are going to get to know us, and I don't know if your feelings will remain the same. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, if I remember that conversation correctly mm-hmm. mm, that's because i got into politics with my parents Correct. and i was it's a bad move real <laughs> real heartbroken yeah uh, we both did last year which uh-huh 
resulted in some things <laughs> from a family perspective that was not so great to digest. But, um, you know. Yeah, and then I think I think we came back and talked about it and looked at it as a, like, we've always challenged ourselves to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. in different ways, but, like, let's be held accountable in that. Let's work on it. And, like, also... We can't be the only people who want to talk about bread and how sure. amazing and life gives. So there's this. like the but tiniest, like not the bread of life. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's a tiny smidge of narcissism. Like obviously, people want to hear us talk about this, <laughs> but I think it's less that because neither of us really feel like anyone ever wants to hear from us. Yeah. Um, but it is a knowing of like, the more we pay attention to, especially our peer group, and females in particular, we came out of this weird culture of religion and purity culture and diet culture that's really impacted i think our generation in a weird way yeah and we have weird relationships with our bodies and with sex and with relationships and a lot of things that we can't be the only ones so we love bread and we cope sometimes (laughs) using bread (laughs) we lean on bread and this particular event when we finally sat down was over pretzels which you know brings us to kind of how we met which was through beer yeah a craft beer meetup group we were both super new to to nashville Mm -hmm. and i think wanted to build a life here and like make good friends yeah um we did and again wildly different experiences you were coming in leaving home leaving ohio Mm -hmm. and i was here with my husband and my child and i was like and i worked with all men which let the record show i love (laughs) (laughs) the more men the better but i did feel like i needed to start maybe having some relationships with women and the i knew the one thing that i could get down with was some craft beer yeah, I just remember because, like, that beer meetup uh, was the first meetup I ever went to because mm-hmm. I was just like, Same. all right, this is, like, this is how you meet people. And I remember, um, and I loved beer, and I was super excited because um, I moved from a small town, so I was so excited to be in a city where I was like, oh, shit, like, there are breweries, like, there are lots of options, yeah. and they don't close at 10 p.m. <laughs> um, so I was super excited about that, but... I I went to one other meetup group that was like I think it was like something with like cocktails, and I rem- <laughs> I remember I was like sitting down and like most of the other girls there were like nurses and I was like oh this is not my vibe <laughs> like this is not where I belong take me back to the relaxed beer drinkers <laughs> now <laughs> yeah more chill. Mm. Beer has that, I mean, especially that brewery culture and stuff. It's just that laid back feel. And as uncomfortable as I was walking into the first one I went to, I immediately was like, oh, these people are fine. Like, I don't know if my best friend lives here, but like these people are chill and I'll hang out with them again. And then you came along a couple, a couple meetups later. Mm -hmm. You weren't at the very first one that I was at. And we didn't talk, I don't think, at the very first one, which was a rained out baseball game. Sounds game. <laughs> we just got drenched and tried to drink 
beer. Like, it was uh-huh. not a bonding experience. But then... Uh-huh. After uh, Kaylee had seized control of the group <laughs> and was doing an amazing job of networking, which, um, like, she's really good at. Mm, uh, she well, makes it mm, seem so natural, oh, but, oh, so oh, she hates a compliment. <laughs> um, but she, like, kind of was co-leading the group, and she's also so organized and was, like, up on all the social stuff. And mm-hmm. then she arranged the best meetup comedy baby yeah at a brewery yeah which has become my whole (laughs) existence now but that was years ago yeah long before we were in it and um yeah it was an open mic at smith and lentz Mm -hmm. and everyone else was chilling with beer couldn't give a shit at the tables wasn't paying attention to these people attempting 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 stand up it was rough and you and I both started like separately, I think like edging kind of towards like the back. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, <laughs> I remember saying something about like one comic reminding me of another one and mm-hmm. that like automatically started a conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. I think there was a, like an instant connection to comedy. Mm-hmm. Like we were there because of beer. Yep. But as soon as we were speaking the language of comedy, yeah. it was on. Because I had never met someone who consumed comedy in a similar way to me it's not healthy (laughs) similar to my bread consumption (laughs) if i could sit down with comedy and a bowl of bread and man some butter let's be real (laughs) remember when we used to go to like shows all the time and you would get pretzel bites and i would get cheese sticks yeah (laughs) we had our go-to order Uh at the local club once we bonded and uh, realized we were really on the same page just comparing podcasts and specials yeah. we had seen and I think Ron Funches was one we was like mm-hmm. and pretty quickly we're like yeah yep there's a photo of us with him now there is a photo he complimented you on your hair he liked my hair yeah because you had great hair that night also I think he's just a very nice gentleman oh, so nice who loves a white girl <laughs> also true <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I feel like we also really bonded over like Pete Holmes mm, and yeah. his con his podcast a bit because we both came from that um, yeah. evangelical upbringing, mm-hmm. and I know for me, like his podcast really helped me work through a lot of those things. One, I one hundred percent agree. He was the first time I heard someone who had a similar background who made it okay to explore other ideologies. Yeah. And was so open to bringing in people of different beliefs and backgrounds. And there was no judgment on any of it. And I certainly know the church I grew up in one way was the only way, their yeah. way. And everyone else was wrong. Every sector, every every denomination was doing it wrong if they weren't them. And I resented that judgment. And Pete Holmes was like one of the first times in a digestible way he was having conversations with Rob Bell and all these different people Mm -hmm. of different backgrounds who were like, oh, like you can still have a belief system in place and not hate people, (laughs) which was a very foreign concept to me. Well, and I think for me it was like helpful to see like because I I felt like 
before really listening to him, there were only two avenues that were open where it was like, okay, either you just like continue in this faith tradition and you don't question anything Mm -hmm. and you just like, you know, you continue to go to church, you do all of that, or you say, fuck it and like burn it all down and like don't have anything to do with it. Which is the path I took. Yes. And I feel like he offered this like third option where it was kind of like, no, you can still be spiritual. Mm -hmm. And if like Jesus is what makes sense to you or like a higher being, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like that's okay. Right. I think that was helpful for me. Yeah. I think it was, it was, it was this notion or this idea that you, as long as you're living your life in a way that's not harmful the way you get there is less less important and what your spirituality your higher power is and i don't know i i mean i still don't really know where i stand with a lot of it but it made it it actually made me re-attracted to the idea of church or spirituality or religion in some capacity after just like bailing on it as soon as I as soon as I got the opportunity because I was just I felt so unconnected to everything they were teaching so yeah I think that was probably a conversation we definitely had when we finally went on our first date <laughs> at another beer place uh-huh at 12 South Taproom I think we ate hummus uh that sounds about right <laughs> Yeah, they're stale pita. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that friendship sort of formed over those like those common, even though our our upbringings are very different, but also similar. There's they the paths cross so many different ways. Yeah, and it's sort of been a go since then, right? Uh I feel like, yeah. No. For the record, she's my only friend down. <laughs> <laughs> I found one and I was done. That's how I work. I'm very monogamous uh, with my friendships. No. <laughs> uh, no, but I think there is something to that, like, shared experience. And then I feel like you and I don't judge each other. Yeah. I think that's also part of it. Um, and that kind of just being like, oh, this is who you are. Cool. Like, Mm -hmm. and that whole, um, we have so much in common and then there are so many different ways in which we like, we approach, yeah, well, we approach life differently and we have lived such wildly different lives. lives. (laughs) I Uh, love it so much, (laughs) which is, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to get into all of it. I guess we will over time, but yeah. Yeah. Everything we've done has been we couldn't have taken more different paths nope and wound up with the same <laughs> fucked up shit going on in our- <laughs> yeah in the in the same place yeah 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 it's it's been a trip starting a starting a podcast so. <laughs> look at us we're we're so messed up <laughs> we think other people want to hear about it um but pretzels pretzels we now have a local favorite, I think. Oh, God. Hands down. Was I brokenhearted to discover that they're not <laughs> available for takeout? <laughs> Do they not know? <sighs> and by they, we are talking about Craft Brewed on 8th. Yes. Delightful place. Where we place. can get all of our beer needs met. Yeah. 
changes variety constantly. Yeah. And also the largest. The best. Thickest. Cheesiest. Pretzels. Oh, God. (laughs) Are y'all what? Hard? I don't know. We don't know what our listenership is yet. Male? Female? Probably mostly women, but... Who knows? You got if all... we can get you wet talking about <laughs> bread, I am in. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so when I think, I feel like pretzels are the the appropriate bread item to start out this yeah. podcast. Because I feel like when I think of pretzels, I think of you. It's my zany's order. It is your zany's order. And they are stale and awful every time. <laughs> they... But I'm committed. <laughs> You were there for it. Well, it's your Zany's order as well, but like I also feel like if we go anywhere and there's pretzel anything on the yeah, menu, like I'm we went down. to Emmy Squared, we went to a oh. pizza place, they had a pretzel bun burger on the menu. Y'all have no idea. She was there for it. <laughs> and I think I ate an entire pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll have pizza episodes. Don't oh, yeah. worry. Believe me, I played around with crust. Just can't get it right. <laughs> She likes hers toasted, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, same, same, same. A good char on mine is just fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about pretzels for a little bit, shall we? Yeah. I mean, did you look into it a little bit? I did look into it a little bit. And you know what I was... I guess I shouldn't be surprised uh, to discover this, but, you know... The origin of pretzels is kind of religious. Oh, <laughs> shit. There's a lot of monks and priests involved. Okay. Um, so no one, there's no, like, consensus exactly on, like, when pretzels, pretzels were invented um, or really where. There's, like, kind of, they think, um, right on the border of Italy and France. Okay. Is kind of where they originated. Um, but then it quickly became a German thing. Um but a lot of sources that I looked up. <laughs> what just happened? I'm so sorry. I tried to hold in um, a burp because I've never been on the record before as burping. And it just all came out my nose. <laughs> well, that's a <clears throat> podcast first. We're going to note the time on that and maybe cut this out maybe we're gonna stay authentic to our true selves and leave it in we'll find out back to the monkery Ooh. i think you mean monastery no monkeries monkery okay that it was intentional Oof, there we go um uh, no so a lot of uh, what I read about the history attributed pretzels, like the first kind of pretzels, to an option for Lent um, oh. because that was a time when people were really trying to stay away from, like, dairy, meat, eggs, like, all of those rich foods. And mm-hmm. so because they could make this with, like, a little bit of flour, salt, water, like, some yeast, it was, like, a viable option, which, like, <clears throat> I just found ironic because if i was going to give up something for lent that would pain me um it would be it would pretzels be pretzels or bread like you know take the meat take the eggs yeah like i'm good oh for Just sure leave me that cheese and that pretzel man absolutely um so did you grow up with lent i did not grow me up with neither. lent. did you no. no you didn't okay it wasn't 
I mean, I was aware of it, but it wasn't something they practiced. No. I, yeah, I feel like in, like, in my Christianity tradition, it was really all about, like, Palm Sunday and Easter. Mm -hmm. Like, there wasn't a beginning of Lent or anything. And, in fact, I didn't really think of Lent as, like, a spiritual, like, non-Catholic practice uh, until, um, y'all, I went to a Christian college. Shocking. Um, mm, And uh, quite a few girls that I was friends with um, would participate in Lent. Like, that was, like, a whole big, you know, like, indicator of serious Christianity and spirituality Mm. and, you know, being one with God. Um, And that was my first experience with it, but I never participated because a lot of it to me just seemed to be an excuse to go on a diet. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I thought that was kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, Very inauthentic. Yeah. So I, and I also think I just kind of, uh, thought of Lent as like really a Catholic thing. Like, yeah, I think, I think it primarily still is, maybe is, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with Catholicism in general, Mm. but, um, it is fascinating. And I think we'll see bread will tie into religion Uh repeatedly. There's certainly some mentions of manna in a biblical text we're familiar with. Uh-huh. Heard that a time or two. Which, I mean, you know, I know Jesus said man shouldn't live on bread alone, but like, But like, why? I could. <laughs> he didn't say anything about woman. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and I've had like some good breads that are like stuffed with sausage. Like that's a whole meal. That is an entire course. Yeah. Held in your hands. <laughs> this is an easy handheld meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. No. And then I feel like uh, it just kind of, and like, and then there were also these things about how like the uh, pretzels themselves look like arms, like in prayer, like when you cross yourself. Okay. So there was that type of thing. Um, and then it really became super German. I'm not really sure how it like migrated over there. But there was a lot of like, yeah, it became super German um, and then eventually came to the United States because there was so much immigration and uh, Pennsylvania is apparently the like hard, like crunchy pretzel capital of definitely the States, but if maybe the world. I think I read somewhere that like 70 or 80 percent of Mm -hmm. crunchy pretzels are made in pennsylvania to this day and the reason that like i mean if you give me a option of a soft pretzel or a crunchy pretzel like soft (laughs) soft um but there's only one thing i like hard (laughs) i'm sure you can't guess what it is um same shape (laughs) and the reason that they have like hard pretzels was because they were able to like they didn't get stale as fast they were easy to Mm. ship like all of that stuff so someone in like the 19th century i think um i think his name was like sturgis uh made a pretzel uh the crunchy version the crunchy version of the pretzel intentionally i think pennsylvania also has the largest or was the original like so many germans ended up there that my understanding is that's where soft pretzels also thrive yes which is an adjacent state to your upbringing it is and i mean there's also um like part of it like i think they mentioned like a lot of soft pretzels came out of like lancaster which Mm -hmm. is a huge like amish Mm -hmm. mennonite tradition which is also in my ancestry Uh guys i'm not amish but like i'm related to some (laughs) um fun fact uh 
so no, I thought that was like super interesting. And it also kind of made me think about like my, like what's my first memory of like soft pretzels oh, yeah. or like what is my association with it? And um, to me, it's the mall and Auntie Anne's. Same, absolutely the same. Man. I don't recall my mom ever making pretzels no. ever, but I could get down with a Wetzel pretzel or an Auntie Anne's. Oh man, I was all about that cinnamon sugar mm. experience when I was a kid us into it i feel bad i mean i don't agree with that yeah no Would savory you, all the way i like yeah i wanted it salted and i wanted a hot cheese I a mean, hot fake cheese if there's jalapeno in it even better <laughs> like that's that was my jam for sure or uh and i don't i mean i'm confusing the two but i don't remember who maybe they both do but like a pizza pretzel yeah or a pizza dog Oh, I remember when Auntie Anne's came out with that, like the pretzel dogs. Yeah, I was. Uh, this was so good. I would eat. Did one I of say those. pizza dog? You said pizza dog. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> You'll find dog. out real quick who the intellect on this podcast is, and it's not me. <laughs> well, no, and then I feel like from there, I didn't think about pretzels for a while until I started like drinking and like. Oh yeah. Definitely drinking beer. I feel like a lot of breweries like. A soft pretzel is an option. Mm-hmm. Any beer hall, pretzels you're going to have pretzels. Well, even, I mean, we've gone to a handful of beer fests. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the pretzel necklace. People are into threading some pretzels to maintain their drinking. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to make it through the day. I've never done it. So I feel like a sellout almost. Like how into pretzels can I be if I'm not wearing them around my neck? Yeah, but aren't they like mostly like hard crunchy pretzels? Yeah, I I get maybe that is. I mean, I would love a necklace of soft pretzels. (laughs) That. The look of joy on your face right now. (laughs) I mean, just thinking about it. And when we're allowed to socialize again and go to beer festivals again, I feel like that's something we're going to have to do. Yeah, 100%. We're going to have to wrap hearty pretzel <laughs> through some yarn in my kid's craft box <laughs> and just go balls in oh i think that's and that's actually i think one of the things yeah um when i was out in montana you know just trying to live that pandemic lifestyle <laughs> of like she was finding herself uh, and fun fact she didn't like what she found <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, I I went out there and lived with a friend for a little bit, and we went to a brewery because, um, mm. like, when I first got to Montana, like, there were no Nothing. COVID cases, mm-hmm. and so it felt um, significantly safer than Nashville. Uh, I don't God. know where your judgment's coming from. We're doing great. <laughs> doing so <laughs> fine. We've never been the COVID capital <laughs> of the world. No, no, not us. Uh, but we went to this brewery and we had, they had like this like soft pretzel and they had a mustard and cheese option. Okay. And, you know, usually I'm all about that cheese. Yeah. But this mustard dip was like insane and we both really loved it. And um, my friend who I lived with out there was amazing at making bread. Like she loves like dough. Like that is her thing. She makes her own like pizza crust every friday night is pizza night it's amazing she makes her own pita she makes like mm. everything 
Um, and so she was like, I bet I can make pretzels that are like just as good as these. And I was like, I am willing to bet that you are, and I'm not going to be upset if they're not as good. They'll yeah. still be pretzels. It's I'm still into it. A carbon take for sure. Uh, so we made pretzels um, that night, and she did all the work. Turned out amazing. I loved it. But then when I came back to Nashville, um, <laughs> and you know, <clears throat> found out that craft brewed didn't let me do a takeout option unbelievable and you know it was like 30 degrees you don't want to sit out on their patio under a do you think we should write a karen letter after this is over are we going to be karens about hot pretzels honestly (laughs) that's one thing i could get behind just a letter to the management you know maybe like post on their facebook wall or something and just Mm -hmm. be like give us what we're asking for i'll supply the to-go box i will bring it'll be compostable a plate of my (laughs) own i will show up with a silver platter yep to respect the pretzel yep yeah so did you try to make your own i did try to make my own yeah i made my own during quarantine as well oh how'd that turn out well, let's hear yours is a more fresh take. Okay. My, Mine was a minute ago. Let's okay, hear your take okay. first. So I decided to do it. I was really intimidated by um, the baking soda bath. Yep. Because that is like the whole key to getting that like chewy texture, but having that, you know, like slightly tough like exterior, mm-hmm. um, but getting, getting that. And so I was nervous to do that, but... Um, I used the recipe from <clears throat> Sally's Baking Addiction. Uh, shout out. Shout there. out Sally. Sally knows what she's doing. <laughs> okay. She has never steered me wrong. All right. Girl knows her way around a cookie as well. Maybe we should share that recipe with folks. Definitely. Okay. Um, but it was like the dough didn't need to rise. It mm. only needed to like rest for 10 minutes. She talked you through every step. She provided a video of like, here's how to like twist the pretzel, which like, it wasn't that hard, but then when I was doing, like, my pretzel history research, um, they said that the premier, like, pretzel folders or whatever in, like, the 1800s could do 40 pretzels in a minute, which nah. I found very rude. <laughs> I mean, if it's your entire job, you, as someone who wants to be the best at the things <laughs> that you do, would probably get that 40-minute or 40-per-minute pretzel Okay. Well, Inter- don't interjection no no no, no. no. <laughs> i don't have to be the best i just have to do it right okay but if you're throwing pretzels correctly i bet your speed is pretty high <clears throat> basically what i'm saying is you would have been a phenomenal pretzel thrower if that just was your career think about all that wrist action that's a lot there's a lot happening there wow wow <clears throat> she took it there i did <laughs> um no, so I have a different I... experience with shaping them, but we'll get to it. <laughs> you, this is true. <laughs> um, no, and they turned out really well. And like the baking soda bath was like super easy. You just stick them in there for like 20 seconds. Mm. Don't want to stick them in there longer than that because then they will get a metallic taste and mm. it is distinctive. Um, and then I made a mustard dip and a beer okay. cheese. What um, did your mustard dip consist of? Oh, okay. So my mustard dip. <clears throat> this is how you know I'm from the Midwest. She keeps clearing her throat. That's how good it is. Mayo was involved. Oh. Yeah. So it was like some Hellman's mayonnaise, uh, some like French's mustard, and then... It's very uh, Midwest. Yes. And then um, fresh garlic cloves. Okay. Um, pepper, salt, a little bit of garlic powder, and then... Um, 
three times the amount of sriracha that the recipe called for. Then I tried a beer cheese. Okay. Uh, and I hated it. Oh. It turned out so badly. I just feel like it didn't have that like cheese taste coming through. Like it was just super bland. And I only tried sharp cheddar. I feel like a cheese sauce in general is really hard to nail. Even with like a macaroni, it's like hard to get a good cheese flavor to come mm. through. And then like the texture of it was pretty good, but I was just not impressed. And so I was way more into the um, mustard dip. Also, yes, I did do some cinnamon sugar pretzels. Mm. Um, and I was very into those. Were you as pleased? Well. It did was... you dip those into like a tub of icing or? No. Ew, I don't Just like straight. icing. Icing is too sweet. Okay. Um, but no, that was very nostalgic. And I was like, this does actually taste a lot like Auntie Anne's. Oh. And um, you know Did how. Did you miss the malls that are now abandoned in most of central of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't miss a mall. Mm. Um, but I didn't have any critiques from making that recipe in the pretzels. And normally. Of yourself. Yeah. Ah. I was really impressed with myself. I'm always like, you know what? That's good. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, so talk to me about your pretzel making well, experience. Well, ironically, I looked back at photos today just to check and see because I knew I had done it. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to remember when. And it was March 10th, 2020. Oh. So we're talking like five days before official shutdown here. Yeah. Like I didn't even know I was prepping for a pandemic. Yeah. And um, then I never make them again. But I got into all the other breads. So we'll <laughs> did you get on that sourdough starter? I sure, <laughs> sure did try. <laughs> uh, yeah, the baking soda wat that I hated, and I don't know if you had this experience, but the smell. There was a smell. There was a very distinct smell. Okay. Left in the pot. Left in my kitchen. Yes. And I was not, it didn't affect the pretzel. Like the pretzels honestly came out way better than I expected. Mm -hmm. They cooked up golden mm -hmm. after I did that. Um, my shaping was a little more experimental. <laughs> I don't know if you went with, you, did you go with a traditional twist crisscrossing? Oh, I went traditional with those like prayer hands essentially. Yeah. yeah what'd you do, Kaylee? Well, I was doing it with my daughter. So uh -huh. she made her initials. Love it. Got a J out of it. Yep. I am a child or more like, oh, I'm more like a 13-year-old girl with crushes. So my initial... Would, would we say 13-year-old girl? I don't know what I... Well, just just bear with me. I also made an initial, but it was not of my own. <laughs> it was of... This is so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it was of my crush's initials. <laughs> For the photo. I had to send him a photo, you know, as one does. Mm. And um, also a penis. <laughs> Honestly, I looked back at the photo today. It's beautiful. Accurate. <laughs> the size is about right. <laughs> a little thicker, probably, because, mm -hmm. you know, the pretzel, a little swelling when you cook it. <laughs> um, but it was a really good penis. I will say, and I just told her it was like a rocket ship or something. I whatever. She doesn't know what it was because they all baked together next to her J and her heart and whatever <laughs> she made <laughs> uh, with a big granular salt, which I love. I didn't try anything sweet because um, I'm salty. But uh, it was. I mean, my experience was good. 
Yeah. With the exception of that bath. I just, something about the smell was not okay with my I, senses. That's interesting. I, like, I remember, like, the water kind of grossed me out when I looked at it. Yeah. Like, after, because it was just, like, all, like, whatever. Milky but looking. I didn't feel like it, I don't remember a smell from, like, the kitchen that really made I me. I feel like for days after, I would smell it again when I'd turn the burner on. Like, it just, like, oh. it was just in my home. And I didn't. I don't know. I, maybe that's why I never made it again because I was like so turned off by that baking soda phase step. But I was also just like surprised because like so it calls at least like my recipe was like nine cups of boiling water and half a cup of baking soda, which is is a lot. So much baking yeah. soda. Similar. Yeah, because I did mine. I think I did it in the Dutch oven and okay, it was like a big pot of yeah, but it worked. It did. They came out great. They came out so well and i don't know what a bad pretzel what's a bad pretzel to you chewy Mm. no i like a like i feel like a bad pretzel is like a stale pretzel yeah or it's like it's either that i think it takes a lot for me to like not like a pretzel (laughs) fair fair Uh uh uh-huh no that's fair like Um, maybe if it's like too yeah i think if it's like you know if it's a soft pretzel and it's too hard, I'm not into that. That's not what I signed oh, yeah, up for. If it's, yeah. Like, or if there's like, you know, if it's uneven and that there's like that one skinny piece, it's like, <laughs> who fucked up? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a journey. What a, what a time. And I mean, I think that's the whole idea of this is we're going to experiment with breads as we go. Mm-hmm. Buy some, make some. Tell you what our favorite place to get something is from Nashville or talk about the nostalgia because I feel like Mm -hmm. food is so sentimental in some ways. And like, you know, uh, I grew up in a home where like my mom pretty much made everything from scratch. So there are a lot of recipes and breads and like things like that that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, I think we have that. That is a similar thing we have for sure. Very, I think our moms were both um, homemakers. homemakers. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. So there was a lot of that baking in the kitchen with mom kind of mm-hmm. thing happening, and we'll get into all of it. Yeah, we will. Um, can't wait to see what we whip up yeah and i think uh as we go along this may shift and change mm-hmm. and we'll dive into some of these things we're grazing across very like we're you know trying to avoid some things right now but we'll get into them when yeah. it's appropriate and i think our body issues and weight will come <laughs> into a conversation god and to be completely transparent one of the podcast names we were considering <laughs> was body by bread uh-huh. because that's sort of how we identify uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah. and working through what that means for each of us which again similar bodies very different experiences <laughs> oh that's a cryptic oh, description if man. you've ever given one. Oh man yeah so do you want to try this get to know us thing oh yeah 
yeah, let's, uh, let's I take mean, a stab at that. We're we're still figuring this out. So yeah. if you're still listening, what are, where are we at? Like 50 minutes in You're probably? still listening and you're like, yeah, I want more content. <laughs> you're also fucked up and should be in therapy. We yeah. are. Or we, what is, we have been. What is wrong with you? That's usually what I ask people when they like me. Which is so <laughs> problematic. I can't even begin to. Kaylee calls me on it every time. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, okay. That's another thing, you know, like you mentioned, like I sort of challenge you in ways. I don't know how you challenge me other than like demand that I feel. <laughs> um, yeah, demand that you feel, demand that you see your worth, that you see Ugh. all of the talents that you have. Um, yeah, based off of your reactions, I'd say I challenge you fairly well. Oh, yeah, but like. You guys, one of my biggest accomplishments was making Kaylee cry at Thanksgiving dinner. I can't believe you think that's an ugh. Yeah. Okay, so we were having a Thanksgiving where a bunch of friends were over who I had known for a decade. We were going on a decade. I was the only person. You were the new one. That had not known her for double digits. And we were in single digit years. Mm -hmm. and Still are. The idea got tossed around that we'd talk about what we were grateful for, and I <laughs> couldn't compose myself. I was a mess. And that was the first time any of them had ever seen me show any emotions. Yeah. Well, I I did not realize that when I started it, because you were, like, kind of being, like, <laughs> you were being yourself, and you were just like, oh, what, are we going to talk about what we're grateful for? And I was like, no, we're going to talk about how we're so grateful for you. And you were just like, oh, shut up. That's terrible. And so I started and I said all the reasons I was grateful for Kaylee. And then all of her friends like hopped (laughs) on board with that. And then um, she got really emotional. (laughs) And uh, because it had been a very rough year for her. Uh Uh-huh. It had been one of the roughest years, I think. And it turned into, like, sincerity. Um, Which is the worst. And then I didn't realize, like, it got really quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And and no one knew what to do. And I was like, what's happening? And then um, I think your friends from Michigan, they were like, yeah, we've we've never seen Kaylee cry. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) And I... I mean, I, we don't have all the time in the world, but for context, they had lived with me almost quite literally through cancer mm-hmm. and had never seen me cry. <laughs> through cancer, through like the birth of her child. Yeah. I didn't yeah. cry when my kid was born. Are you kidding? No. Nope. I had no feeling. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> anyway, if anyone can make me cry, it's this one. Yeah. Um, I, That was a tangent. I don't know. Anyway, you we're pick- going to do this thing. Okay, so what's this game? Well, it's a game. I don't know. We're not really playing it as a game, but it's called Oh. Uh, we're not really strangers. Okay. Because I feel like we know each other really well, but I think there's also so much we don't actually know about each other. Yeah. Cuz why would it ever get brought up? Um uh, and so it's just a game. I think theoretically you're supposed to play it either with people you don't know at all or people, your loved ones, to like get a little deeper. And to be fair, we weren't sure how much we could talk about pretzels. We weren't sure. And we don't know like where these segments are going to go or if this will even remain one. But um, they'll, we're going to ask them and we'll see how deep we can get. Ooh. And if it's too deep or if we want to keep, you know, I okay. don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel 
I feel good about that uh, one. You do? Oh, oh do you have I like, one? I think this like one's one? good. Oh, okay. I don't All have right. an answer to that right off the bat, so okay, feel well, free to lead off. I'll, well, I'm going to ask the question <clears throat> first. Oh, okay. Sucks to be you. So, yeah, this game is just like a series of questions that you ask the person sitting across from you, and, you know, maybe you guys find out something new about each other, or I don't know. She might try to make me cry. I don't ugh. Oh, no, we're not going to cry on this podcast. That is false. I already know. <laughs> I There will be a moment when she's crying, and I won't know what to you do about it. You have never seen me cry. I have. When? I mean, you get emotional on the f- fucking couch occasionally. I've never cried, though. I just tear up. That's different. That is crying to me. Mm, it's not. Okay, well, different definitions <laughs> of crying, because as soon as your eyes are wet, that is crying to me. Okay. What is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? Hmm. All right. Now that I've had like 45 seconds to think about it, I think I wouldn't want to change how intentional I am um, with kind of everything. Like I think sometimes it frustrates me because it's like I feel like it holds me back from being spontaneous sometimes or from like just kind of relaxing and like doing whatever but I feel like um that intentionality has also helped me a lot and I I don't know really how to function without it um and I think that there's a lot of value that I get from it because I know I know why I make the choices I make I know why I like what I like like all those things um so even though it sometimes annoys me uh I wouldn't change it Do you get frustrated by the amount of overthinking or time you put into thinking about something? Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, like, it takes a lot for me to, um, yeah, to make up my mind because I want to make sure that I've thought about, like, all of the angles and that I'm making, like, the best choice possible. Mm -hmm. And, but what I have to, like, remind myself when I'm trying to, to do that is to define what the best choice is in the scenario, um because that can change and i think that also comes down to like yeah what is what do i want my life to look like yeah because like i'm the only one who you know is in charge of it so that's so yeah probably almost exactly the opposite of what i would say (laughs) yeah about myself and that i think i like that i don't need to be in control like, depends, but I like that I am totally fine rolling with the punches. Yeah. Sometimes it's been to my detriment, and I've stayed in things longer than I should have, for sure. But I, I like that I can be hit with pretty much anything at this point and feel pretty unfazed. Yeah. Because it's been a lot of things. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you haven't been hit with, even truly, in just the past five years. Truly. I yeah. mean, I my life experiences feel like they're on a constant like two year cycle of like what's next. Yeah. And at this point, I feel like anything could happen and I wouldn't be that phased. And also I know it'll be fine. Everything has always worked out to be fine in a weird way like truly like it can't get any worse 
<laughs> like, and it's like the, I feel like some of the worst experiences have happened and in the end it's been okay. And I know that. And I think going into anything new, knowing that I like that I have that yeah. because I don't maybe put as much thought into like making sure it's the perfect decision because I could try to make the best possible decision and I have absolutely no control. I couldn't control any of the things that occurred in my life if I tried. Uh-huh. So mine's an opposite take. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but I don't think a bad thing. No. Right? No. I don't know. I don't think it's bad either. I mean, I think it's just like two different ways. Like it's um, advice I keep going back to from my one uncle who I'm close with where like whenever there's like a major decision in my life, he's always like, there's not right or wrong. There's just different. Mm. And like I have to like for me, it's it's that reminder of, you know, I feel like that's so much of like that Christian upbringing of being like there are moral absolutes. There's black and white. There's a right and there's mm-hmm. a wrong. And I have to do a lot internally to kind of sit there and be like, no, that's actually not true. Yeah. Like, there's a shit ton of gray. I live in gray. I yeah. think my I think everything is gray, honestly. Every experience is so different. Yeah. And we can't possibly have another person's perspective. Well. First episode. We're doing the thing. <laughs> we did it. We got to figure out how to wrap this up. I mean... <laughs> um thanks for listening yeah. if you've listened this long we're gonna be forever in shock if anyone continues to uh-huh. <laughs> listen yeah. to us ramble and um hopefully we get it tighter and a little more direction but yeah. we're just hanging out yeah we're doing it for fun as you said it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun we're not trying to get stage time let me promise you. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> Literally, please don't make us ever no. talk in public. No. Um, uh, I guess if you shout outs, you do shout outs. <laughs> um, our music, our intro music. Yeah. We really, really love it. Love it. And I tried to convey that to the person who made it <laughs> in the way that I can. Which How is, was that, Kaylee? <laughs> I basically told him it was really great. Thanks. You don't have to keep making new ones. Um, Yeah. But the reality is, like, I think as soon as both of us heard it, we were like, oh, my God, this is perfect. It's perfect. And also, like, I just want to keep having this same musical experience. Correct. So the the person who made it is our friend, James Witchell. Shout out, James. And Thank you, James. He was one of the... uh, before mentioned thanksgiving friends who had never seen me cry and um he shaved his head for me when i had cancer and he had hair longer than ours (laughs) down his back very long hair shaved his head drove me to treatments took me to walgreens super high after surgeries has photos to prove it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like he's just been a constant good friend and then also just happened to make the greatest music. <laughs> the greatest music. Super talented. Uh, and he's, he also just released an album last year that does not sound like this music. <laughs> it is a metal album that he did with his childhood friends, which you can get on Bandcamp and Spotify and iTunes and all the places. 
So if you feel like supporting music that's not our intro music. Is that under James Witchell or does he have a band name? No. So, oh God, I'm terrible at plugging things, right? What is the name of it? Let's get him maybe one stream. <laughs> let's let's get that 99 cents in his pocket. Um, God, now I feel like the worst friend ever for not knowing. I can see the album art because he watercolor painted that. He spent some time doing it, which might have caused the only marital strife I've ever heard of between him and his lovely wife, uh, which is hilarious to me. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, his band is called jim dandy boom b-o-o-m i can't tell you how wildly different it is (laughs) but if that's your jam do that thing um because he really he did he nailed it on the first try i gave him some vague ideas and he was like what about this and i was like fuck you for being good at this which is probably how i show my love honestly (laughs) Uh uh-huh anyways this has been a podcast and we're done I think it's been a full episode. Oh man. Wow. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs>